begins. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. Oh, uh, what is... What number are we on? 130. She. Mm-hmm. 130? Yeah. Season 3, 130. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow. Um, I don't have like a whole lot of tea, but I do need to just like verbally say on my way to your house, Sarah, do you... It's the first time it's been over 70 degrees in Missouri in, like, a very long time, mm-hmm. I feel like. And 70 to me is, like, ideal. We love it. The sun was out. All the windows are open. And best of all, everyone was walking their dog. Mm-hmm. 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 dogs around you. And I was like, oh, blessed. Do you know how many corgis I saw? Three. Just from turning I believe it. that main street. I'm not going to say so. <laughs> almost said it. <laughs> Please don't triangulate. <laughs> Just... Just turning onto the street that corners the, that park. Oh my god! I saw three corgis. Mm-hmm. I saw a chihuahua. Um, I saw oh, it was a, a pack of three. It was a corgi and two Shiba Inus. Oh, it was so cute. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just saw a lot of people with their dogs. Um, and it just made me like, oh, I just love dogs. I had to take my girl to vet today. One of my girls, because they think she like slipped a disc or something. She's okay. Oh, sorry. Hello, yawning. Um, she's <laughs> she's okay. Been a long day at the vet. Um, but I've never had to get any of my dogs an X-ray. Like knock on wood. Like been very blessed with their health. Um, so I got to see a dog X-ray for the first time. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Um, apparently her spine is great and her hips show no sign of arthritis. Um, she just we don't know what happened last night. Wes went to like, like she was standing in the way, so we kind of like he like popped her booty a little bit like hey move and yeah. she like screamed <gasps> and you know, oh. like, did you step on her and he was mm-hmm. like no I barely touched her back and I was like uh oh awesome oh. and then like she just like kept trying to cuddle up in my lap so we love our bully girl yeah but she's on a lot of pain meds right now so is she nice and goofy um yes last time I gave her her storm anxiety medicine just to, like help and mm-hmm. she was she did not get up to go to the bathroom before the end of the night like she slept in her bed next to my bed all night which is a very unlike her. So she was good. Um, hopefully, just now we have to like keep her sedated slash calm for seven days, and that's very difficult. You think I should have a puppy? But <laughs> have to take her out by herself. Can't just let her out and run with the other girls. And of course, it's starting to get beautiful weather. Oh, so I'm, I was enjoying the dogs. <laughs> oh, I her. bet it's a very dog-friendly neighborhood. Oh yeah, God. yeah. There's like a dog park, and they have this is the one that has the um, special days for. Quiet and shy dogs or like frail dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's really sweet. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. It's too sweet. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, right now we're in like a false spring. Like, it's like, this is what's to come. But the temperature's going to drop like any second now. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's our last good day. Okay. Then, yeah. Three. I'm quickly, I'm 30 going on 60. Um, on my lunch break today, I shoveled some compost around the yard and spread some seeds. Yeah. Knowing good and well it was going to be too cold this weekend, but I was like, maybe they'll survive the frost and we'll have our first flower by May. Hey, you know what? It's supposed to rain on Thursday, though. But it's supposed yep. to be 49. Mm-hmm. I've been saving my Panera cups to do the, um, excuse me, bread cow. I know I'm, in, I'm trying to make it evergreen, every place. Um, I have been saving my plastic Panera cups to poke holes and do the greenhouse method. So we'll see if that does anything. Ooh. To be fair, as I'm explaining it out loud, they're not even sprouts yet. So you know what? Take it and toss it. You know what? We're going to see what happens. Why, yeah. exper- why not experiment? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I shall. Um, yeah, this looks not to be like 
the weatherman. But um, yeah, I shot tomorrow off was like sixty plus. It already lowered to a high of fifty three. So yeah, yeah. Then we're in the forties the rest of the week. So. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. But hey, we're here. We're drinking wine. Yes. We're ready for a story. Yeah. Yeah. I am covering. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. <laughs> what are you covering? <laughs> Tell me. I'm scared. No. No, it's not funny. I was going to say the radium girls just to watch you like spit out <laughs> the extended version. <laughs> no, I am covering um, today one of the most infamous and controversial figures in the history of psychology. Mr. Zygismund Freud. Oh, I, I was just about to say that. The uh, first line, head no. I was like, who? who? I was um, about to say Freud. Sigmund Freud. So, very soon. Can you move that closer to you? Yeah. Me, me. Like, do you want it on her table? Yeah, I think it should be like. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And then I'd just be really close. Sorry, team. We're, in case you couldn't hear the audio difference from. <laughs> five minutes ago to now we're trying out we have some clear plastic bifolds um to try to block each other's sound but we still have to be able to see each other i didn't think any of this was in the pod are we you know what take it toss i'm still here because you you did one of these things and i, I was like time out i'm sorry got it <laughs> <laughs> hey Save. Nothing spilled, right? Let's take all of that out. No, Fuck. keep it in. Fuck. There's no par- party foul. No party foul. I think my wine needs to go in here. God damn. If you spill, it'll be an excellent test for the stain protection I put on the carpet. Oh. So don't feel like, don't feel any pressure. No, I feel pressure. <laughs> no, I spilled a bunch of um, chicken wings all over the carpet in there once, that white one. Oh, no. Can you tell? No. Yeah. She's like, it's under the sofa. <laughs> No, I've been um, trying out little sprays to see which one works. You have to let me know because I have three dogs, so. Happily. Wow. And. Okay, guys, whatever was left in, whatever was taken out, that's our editor's choice. But dear God. Right. It's a Monday. and you. <laughs> I think everyone's listening now. They probably heard it and were like, what the. I'm so sorry. I almost spilled a whole half a glass of red wine. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I got through one sentence, guys. That was it. (laughs) That tracks. It does track. Okay. So, Mr. Sigmund Freud. Very soon, I will give a presentation about his sordid life. Um, But first, I do think it's important to know what he really did and why we talk about him. Mm -hmm. When you say presentation, does that include, like, pictures, visuals? That's what I was thinking. I mean, I can. (laughs) I'm going to need that. (laughs) I could see you just putting it up on the TV and <laughs> we head over there. If you don't Can you make a note of that? Yeah. Prezi, I'm out of here. Because I could definitely do it on um, the computer the, right there. Oh my Like, goodness. and you'll see on slide one. Mm-hmm. Put it on your phone and you can, can you share it to your TV? We could do that on mine. Come over mine. We'll do a presentation, <laughs> presentation night. Okay. The first PowerPoint presentation podcast. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Someone's done that before. <laughs> could be us. Mm. Um, okay. So what do you guys know about Mr. Freud? I know the whole... Like, the sons want to be with their moms. Mm-hmm. Deal. We'll cover it. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Freudian slip. Yeah, we'll cover I do it know too. that. Okay. You know that term? Uh, He's controversial. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, the man-mom oh, oh. man, thing. What Aaron said. I don't, I don't want to talk on it too much because I don't want to misspeak, but, like, I do remember it in, being, in class and being like, is everyone else hearing what I'm hearing? Or is this, like... 
not as big of a deal as I think it is. So, oh my gosh. Okay, so the fun part is all you learned was like really dry facts in school. But recently, mm-hmm. and we'll go over this in a future presentation, um, a lot of the engagement letters he and his wife Marta sent back and forth for four years were preserved by Marta. And then she saved them. And Freud's children after his death were like, they donated them to a museum under the pretense of you cannot open or share these letters until 2008. And he died like in 1940. And then after that, the um, curator, I don't know. I don't, don't quote my date. I'll give you the exact date when I go through his actual life. Okay. <sighs> Sorry. Thank you for catching that. No, no. I just thought it was like way later. Okay. You know what? This is good to know on an episode about Freud. Un momento. <laughs> I don't know when the World War happened, so this really isn't. <laughs> As we discussed in episode one of, one of Radium, maybe two of Radium. He died in 1939. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then these letters didn't start getting released until the 2000s, okay? And they've been um, slowly coming out. And someone wrote a book about their whole life and, like, the actual behind the brain of Mr. Freud, which is very interesting. Oh. Whoa. So when you say he's controversial, like... Yes, and then yes, and then oh my god, yes. Right, you thought it couldn't get worse, it gets worse. It's not even that it's worse, it just makes you, it almost makes some of his crazier theories make sense because finally you see like his story and how he got there. Oh, okay. Because something you learn about psychology is, now it is a lot more tested, but in the past it very much followed, um, they would call it the zeitgeist of the time, like the spirit of the times. Mm-hmm. So like right after World War II, that's when all those crazy um, Milgram shock experiments were happening. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. A lot of psychological views seem to kind of follow with what people are thinking at the time, which makes sense because we're people investigating people. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, some of this stuff is crazy. It'll make sense later. But we're going to go through the, the basics of Freud. So we're going to hear about peeps and koopas today. A bit. Um, a sampling at the end. We'll sample a peep and a kooka at the end. Okay. So for some light background knowledge... Freud was a neurologist in the late 1880s and early 1900s. And I said 1880. Um, for those of you who don't know what a neurologist is, allow me to enlighten you. A neurologist is someone who studies diseases and disorders that affect your nervous system. This could be anything with your brain, spinal cord, or peripheral nerves, which are basically your body's form of Twitter. So it allows your brain and spinal cord to send messages back and forth. It regulates your heartbeat and it connects your central nervous system to your limbs, organs, and skin. So like if you want a message to get through and under 250 characters, we're talking that nervous system. <laughs> I'm so sorry to cut you off. I just saw a picture. <laughs> and it was like, man, some people really do think that they're above everybody else, but in and of itself, we are all just a bunch of this. hands too much. <laughs> God damn it. Um, anyway. God, ruin everything. It's literally just like a brain sitting on a table with like its nervous system attached to it. Just like, like sprawled out. Ooh, beautiful. It was gross, but also like, you damn, you're right. Like, we really all are the same. I saw a TikTok recently that I have been taking with me into meetings where it's like this, um, 
this man who's like, before we start any meetings this week, I like to just really set the tone by saying something like, hey, guys, just remember, this is meaningless and we're all going to die. So let's try not to get too caught up in here about the details, okay? <laughs> let's begin. I was like, can you imagine starting a human resources? <laughs> yeah. My sister always quotes this. I guess it's like a voice or whatever thing you can use, a sound you can use for TikTok. The mm-hmm. one that's like, it was really not that serious. It was never that serious. <laughs> that's all she says. And that's just what came to mind when you said that. Well, Freud is that serious. He's always a very serious man. <laughs> he takes himself very seriously and he thinks he is a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's crack back in. So, yes, I'm a psychology major. I talk about psychology. Freud was in neurology. Hold your horses. Um, for centuries, people have struggled to understand what causes mental illnesses because there doesn't seem to be any physical reason, which makes sense. I'm saying it's all, it is in your brain and you can't really just peek in there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And also you wouldn't really see it anyway, but anyway, 1800s, Austria was the place to be for the scientific scene. So Freud was studying at hospitals with infamous surgeons, dermatologists, and psychiatrists. It had literally just sprung. Um, however, the psychiatrists really were just kind of a holding place for patients for a few weeks to see if they had symptoms that aligned with their current studies. Then they sent the other ones on to an asylum. Okay. And these asylums were ran by very highly unqualified people. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say by some imbeciles. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Um, because if you think about it, psychiatry was so new, they were only really studying patients that they could kind of figure out what was going on and use that patient to further study. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't just take everybody at the beginning and like, okay, this is probably you. We'll help you with this. It's difficult to have individualized therapies when you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. That's a long-winded answer to something you didn't ask me. Um, and here we are. Freud did spend a lot of time in the psychiatry unit. However, mostly he did... Um, exams on patients, and then studied their brain tissues under microscopes after they passed away. That was Freud's specialty in science. He loved looking at shit under microscopes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yes. He loved looking at shit under microscopes. <laughs> he sure did. Um, so it comes time he has to pick a specialty. And neurology was an obvious choice for Freud because it was one of the newest sciences, which made it easy for him to make a name for himself. And it was a broad arm of science. Psychiatry would have also been underneath this neurology umbrella. Like what? Like microscopes. Honestly, that would be his specialty though. Like, let's see. I go over it next week, but in this book, they kind of go through um, him going to different specialties and studying. And he's like, I have way too clumsy a hands to be a dermatologist or like, I can't, I can't be touching that. Oh, At least he, doesn't, he admits it. <laughs> he doesn't like sick people. He's like, blood oh. grosses me out. Like, oh. yeah. Oh. Um, so neurology was the one where he could look at his microscopes and then, um, psychiatry, you're not really doing any drilling or anything crazy just yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. I hit. You like what you want? Yeah. Basically it was, um, instead of picking it, it seems like he picked what he didn't want to do and was like, that'll do. Yeah. yeah. What's like left over. Oh, hundred percent. He is very relatable. <laughs> so by positioning himself as a neurologist, he could do both things that he loves, psychiatry and microscopes. Um, So he did process of elimination, but also neurology was a very lucrative field. And at this time, he was engaged to his soon-to-be wife, 
but he didn't have enough money to actually marry her. So they spent four years apart writing the letters that I'm going to go over later. Oh, okay. Wait, you, oh, that's what you mean by engagement. I was dumb and I was like, what? Ah. <laughs> Sorry. So they got engaged and then basically- Four years? Mm-hmm. Marta's mom was like hitting them with a rolling pin like, you have no money. Don't don't marry my kid. So then he goes like, I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to be a doctor. For, for four years? Four years. Yeah, Marta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's love. Who love, It is. And as a neurologist, he could see female patients that struggled with hysteria. These were women who normally had husbands and most importantly, money. So, so, so far it is a, so, 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 so far. Did you say so far? I said something. So far. (laughs) So far. um, So, so far we can see it is a business decision and a real, like a, a relatable decision. Kind of like he was like, "Hey, where my where my chips may fall." Yes. But what's the best for me and mm-hmm. marrying this girl? Yes. Okay. I'm I'm telling you this because Freud has a ton of theories. Um, he also has his supporters and his haters, and recently his haters are a little bit louder. Um, So we're going to go through some of his infamous theories, but keep in mind that he has been accused of shaping his data on whatever his theory was at the time. Yeah. So I think... Who the fuck wasn't at that time? I know, but when you hear a big name like Freud, it sounds like he must have been so prestigious and did everything perfectly. Whereas people who study psych for a long time will tell you like, we really just think he's like the weird uncle at dinner. Like he's got a lot of money and he helped me buy my first car, but (laughs) can we like not see him all the time? Because he starts a branch of psychiatry, but we'll get to it. So Mm -hmm. basically what I'm trying to say is he was not a perfect man. And some of his theories were insane. Um, What are you going to do? Basically, hold on to our butts and take it with a grain of salt. Yes, thank you. Okay, so we are going to start with his overall theory of human behaviors. He thought um, things we do are not random. They are influenced by our unconscious thoughts, memories, and urges. It's his philosophical answer to why do we do what we do? Why do I keep ice cream? Why do I keep eating ice cream when I know it makes my stomach hurt? <laughs> he, it just tastes so good. He theorized there are parts of ourselves that we don't fully understand or listen to, but even though we aren't paying attention, they are driving our decisions. Ooh. Yes. Like a little alien? <laughs> sure. I mean, personally, I love it. Yes, that is what uh, we're going to say. Yes. So that's your unconscious mind. There's also your conscious mind. And that would be anything you can easily recall and not think about. Am I thirsty? Yep. I'll grab a water. It's hot outside. Taking this jacket off. There is also a part of your memory that lays just below the surface and can be called to the forefront at any time. Simply psychology compared it to a doctor's office waiting room in your brain. These pre-conscious thoughts just sit there until the nurse comes in and calls their name. Example, what are the odds you have been sitting here thinking about your address? Okay, well, if I were to ask you what your address is, could you tell me right now? Don't yeah. say it to the mic. Don't say it to the mic. <laughs> yes, so boom, address. The doctor will see you now. It's just kind of sitting like right behind where you need it. Yeah. That's the SpongeBob filing cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yes, yeah. we have conscious, which is see it, feel it, know it, know what's going on, preconscious. Right there, looming in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And then unconscious. Don't go back that door. Is that the iceberg thing? 
I'm going to show you the iceberg mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Yes, it is. <gasps> Guys. Wow. We got ourselves a berg. <laughs> or maybe just the one from the Titanic. Oh, Ooh. No. Wouldn't you know it, the captain had some really deep, dark, unconscious thoughts. No. Beep, 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 beep. Um, a good way to think about this is your classic iceberg. So anyone in Psych 101 knows it, and I shall share it with you both now. Um, I'll hand it around so you guys can see it. Yep. I was about to say the id, ego, super ego, all yep. that. We're going to go through all that yes. fun stuff, too. Yes. Thank you. No, it's way easier to understand yeah. than I feel ego. Like super ego. Oh, no, we're about to get into this. I know we are. Miss all three of them. I feel I like know. the conscious, pre-conscious, and I'm, like, I feel like they didn't explain it the way you just did. No, because I feel like in school, they're like, here's a list of vocab words. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, You're going to be tested on it. Please read your chapter five. And you were like, try to memorize what the fucking iceberg looked like. And then all the tests upside down. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, full disclosure, there are some Freud haters that say Freud did not actually make this analogy, but it was um, an unnamed psychologist who came after him and was explaining these theories. So it could have been an OG podcaster, like, listen, I found this dude's writings. It's really good. Listen, here, no, you're not understanding. The vocab doesn't make sense. An iceberg. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. As long as we give credit where credit is due, but... Yeah, I was going to say, did he steal his ideas? No way to know. <laughs> There's probably True. a way to know, but not tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> regardless, for those of you who cannot see it, which at the time of recording would probably be all of you, What this iceberg illustrates is that most of our actions, thoughts, prejudices, you name it, are heavily influenced by our unconscious mind. So everything under the water is basically your unconscious mind. Um, So these are all the ingredients that go into what the rock is cooking. Yeah. Oh, pause for effect. (laughs) I sat down. The berg is cooking. I know. Sometimes I really need to like proofread. I like the bird. The bird. Thank you. The, the bird. bird. Yeah. Do you smell what the bird is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just like any meal, the ingredients are not the sum of its parts. Damn, when I tell you I wrote these notes in like a conscious, just put it all on paper yeah. flow. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a real poet. No. Well, you're going to see what kind of flow is in because next sentence, shoot, I can cook a potato 30 ways. (laughs) Fried (laughs) potatoes, mashed potatoes, French fries. See what I'm saying? Not the sum of it, their parts. Because I think I read it. Um, Smarter than what I was thinking when I said it. So I'm glad it came out like that. Maybe oh, take yeah. all my lessons. Who knows? No, okay. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I have the sum of what I eat. I mean, kind of. Like, like, <laughs> oh, sh- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, can, I love that. I do see a fine red wine on you. Look mm-hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um... So we are humans and we have some control over what we think and do. We can practice restraint and thoughtfulness. We aren't just primal monkeys. 
Well, yeah. Freud had his theory and we're going to go over it. And in my mind, I need you just to go with me there. It's I'm, awesome. I'm there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Carpet ride. I'm, I'm closing my eyes. What am I envisioning? I can show you the world. Ooh. Okay. I can take you wander by wander. <laughs> Some might even say over sideways. Ooh, under. Okay. So Freud imagined epic battles of three components in our brain. And all their fighting goes to, oh wait, all the fighting to get their needs met and brought to the proverbial surface of the iceberg. So under the water, there's these three like Spartans just hashing it out. Oh, okay. In the bird. (laughs) So I would like to present you, um, basically, if these id, ego, and super ego were sorority sisters. Okay. And they have to plan a recruitment event together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have Sister Id, Sister Ego, and Sister Lady Superior, Super Ego. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm hoping this helps you guys remember. Yes. Okay. So the Id is the primary component of our personality, and it is the only part that has been with us since birth. Yeah. It is completely unconscious, and it is driven by the pleasure principle, which is the driving force that pushes us for immediate gratification. Thirsty, get a water. Angry, need to yell. If these meet, if these needs aren't met, Sister Id is filled with tension and anxiety. Oh, poor girl. Yes, she needs what she needs. She knows what she needs. She doesn't have to think about it. She's just gonna do it. I can see why that would be frustrating if it's not met. Yes. So, as a sorority sister, she would be the girl who has little impulse control. Five nights a week, she is probably at the bar spending her last dollar for a good time. Whoa. She's probably late to your event planning meeting mm-hmm. because she is still with the Sigma Chi that she met last night. Whoa! <gasps> oh. <laughs> and I say good for her. <laughs> um, he had a great car. So the pleasure principle also applies to sex. So when she wants it, she gonna find it. I Yeah, yeah. And you're not going to get on her too much because she's just a freshman and overall, she's a pretty good time. Maybe she's going to watch her. <laughs> Listen. I mean, she's doing a She's doing a lot because she's not even thinking about it. She just does it. Mm-hmm. Plus, when she does show up, she brings super weird and cre- creative ideas that you will end up using. So we give and we take. Yes, which is what the it is. I think it gets kind of a bad rep because it does it's a little selfish, but you know what? It's all about balance. Balance. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is our recruitment pitch. Join Sigma, Sigma, Sigma. <laughs> Try, try, try. Sister Ego. Okay. So we're going to meet Super Ego. Freud theorized that Super Ego emerges around the age of five. This is um, part of our consciousness that holds all of our moral standards or our moral compass, if you will, um, or a moral compass that we pick up throughout life from both of our parents and our society. So this part of us wants nothing short of perfection. Its main goal is to suppress the id's wilder wants. Superego can be found in all parts of consciousness, and that is why we feel guilty. Because basically it's looking at like, I think maybe I even given an example. I don't. So the example I found online was if you're sitting at a desk with your boss, yeah. you're thirsty, your boss has a mug of coffee they've been drinking. The id would just pick up that cup of coffee. And the superego is like, 
Abs- that was not necessary. <laughs> super ego hits you in the head and is like, do not. Yes. Like you, you get up, you get your own cup of water. Like it's. Yes. So it kind of, um, yes, it's making what you want into. Yes. I think. Okay. What you're saying is like really making sense. It's making my brain go in a thousand different directions. Love it. Because. No, no wonder fucking preschool is so chaotic. Because yeah. They don't know there's nothing. Everyone's just like, ah, ah, ah. and then fifth grade, or fifth grade, Jesus Christ. Kindergarten, you're like, ooh, that's bad. You can't do that. That's bad. It's because they just started picking up, yes. It's starting to make sense. Oh, like, definitely some of them. Yeah. Some of them are still wild, feral animals, but it's okay. <laughs> Their superego must be taking a nap. Mm-hmm. So as a sorority sister, your superego is the president of the chapter. Yep. She cares about standards, parliamentary procedure, and the chapter's overall reputation. Yeah. Ironically, she agreed to take on Sister Id as her little because she saw potential in Id. <laughs> Did you like that one, Erin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Also, she thinks um, Sister Id needs someone to make sure she doesn't go out drinking. No, wait. Also, she thinks that someone needs to make sure that Sister Id doesn't go out drinking out of other people's drinks at parties. Because, ew, it is flu season. (laughs) (laughs) We bring straws. We bring our own straws, ladies. That is Sister Superego. Yes. For the sake of this meeting... Sister Super Ego is 15 minutes early and has a PowerPoint presentation prepared. Okay. I like to be somewhere in the middle. So let's talk about ego. Okay. Okay. Um, The ego is smashed between the id and the super ego. It is the part of our personality that deals in reality. What, What makes this really confusing is when you hear someone say they have a big ego, um, and that sound, that means they're into themselves. That is not based off the word ego. It is based off the word egomania, which is like a form of ego. Sarah, I'm learning. Wow. All right, cool. Well, it always used to confuse me a lot because I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, he's got a big ego. Like selfish, kind of? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're into yourself a lot. Which, egomania, like egomaniac, that's where, like, he's got a big ego comes from because he's really into himself. Okay. So basically, we took the word ego. Made it like its own, what's that called? What? Prefix? Sure. Okay. No, I'm more like a diagnosis of some kind. Like he's oh, this, diagnosis. Yes, okay. he's an egomaniac. And then because we're humans, we're like, we know the word egomaniac. Let's make it easier and call it an ego. Yeah. Like he yeah. went up the mountain yeah. and back down, but forgot where we started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take out the word egomaniac. We're just talking about ego. That is the part smashed in between it and super ego. Okay. Um. Or like eagle levels one, two, three. God forbid. Yeah. What the fuck is it? Like, like where'd you get it now? Um, we should title this episode God Forbid and then F O R B Capital I D. Because did you make a pun on purpose? Is it like identity or something? That's why I don't know. I am not good at puns is because I do it when I don't even I, I don't even, I don't even know I <laughs> no my brain is just like blah, 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 all the time I'm here to catch him okay 
So back to Freud's ego. Yes. This is Freud's version. Okay. Um, it's actually a good thing. He thought that our egos develop from our id for the purpose of making sure that our deep-rooted desires can be met in a socially acceptable way. Ooh. I'm saying so. It's basically saying like, super ego, calm the fuck down. We don't need to be 30 minutes early. People are gonna think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I know you're really nervous. You're gonna be late. We're not gonna be late. Id, please, for the love of God, set your alarm because I will not be waking up again. You show up on time. So. The ego is that last line of defense on weighing pros and cons of any particular action before deciding to do it or suppress the impulse. So that would make Sister Ego our recruitment director. She is the one ultimately making the call on this event. Sister Ego needs both id and super ego on this committee, even if they are pains in her head. Id, the freshman party girl, is more in touch with the youths and brought up a new tiktok trend to try the frozen honey challenge which this is this is real by the way her pitch is that all the sisters can freeze jars of honey overnight and then eat them in one go to show how quote sweet it is to go greek people were doing that my teeth would fall out of my head yeah they were literally just like taking shots of it all this honey cannot cannot oh oh. no so for our tiktok this week i'm just kidding (laughs) It's just like straight honey? Yeah. Oh. I thought maybe it was like mixed with something. <laughs> I looked up top 10 weirdest TikTok trends. Yeah, that's... That's, that's a strange one. We'll find a video of it. I will not be doing it. I mean... That's in there because I've seen some weird fucking shit. The corn one? That one's weird. I mean, that sounds better than the cinnamon challenge, which I did. So... Did you do the cinnamon... Do you know that one? I watched the video, but I didn't try and do it. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, like your throat closes up. You're just <laughs> spewing cinnamon everywhere. It's terrible. Oh, I did a spoonful. I shouldn't have done that. This is perfect, guys. It ego, super ego. I didn't do it at all. I was like, we're not fucking with that. You did one teaspoon. She's like, that looks nuts. But we should definitely try it. We yeah. want to be part of the zeitgeist. <laughs> Little Miss Id. I watch one video and I'm like, all right, I'm doing it. <laughs> Perfect example. Yeah. Okay, so we're not doing the honey challenge. Sister yeah. Super Ego has like real issues. Okay. Um, mostly because everyone who does it says they get disgustingly sick and have diarrhea shortly after. And we had planned to wear white pants and that simply will not work. Of course mm mm-mm, mm-mm. Sister Ego is going to think on the pitch for one second. <laughs> It's a bit wild, but maybe we can work with it. Let's, okay, let's really, let's chew on it. What can you do? Ultimately, what she decides to do is use the term um, Greek life is sweet and give all the recruits small jars of unfrozen honey. So in that example, all the players work together and create the event. Well, okay. Yeah. Yes. In this example, all three components of one personality are heard and contributed but no one part one. It's really the ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, the point of battles are to control the id and mold your behaviors that followed you from infancy into sociable, socially acceptable and productive ones. But that does not mean that always happens. Um, so Freud didn't think, oh, this is obvious. Freud didn't obviously think things were having a fight in your mind. He was explaining a way to categorize our impulses and behaviors in a somewhat measurable way. Because, again, he's crazy, but he's not, like, that crazy. Like, he just... Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it's important because once he got that foundation, he can start building his theories like the Freudian slip. So that's when you say something you don't mean. Well, you say something you weren't trying to, but subconsciously you meant it. Yes. <laughs> like an unwanted toot. Yes. Um, like if you wanted to say, I hate you, but I love you came out, that would be considered a Freudian slip. Yeah. yeah. Like, when they're, like, oh, the classic romantic movie. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you're so annoying. I, I love I you. I hate you. Yep. Boom. Freudian slip. Um, he also came up with defense mechanisms. So Freud's theory on this is interesting and has gotten into our daily jargon. These are any tactics that your ego uses to protect itself from anxiety. Because remember, your ego, id, and superego are all components of your one personality. Why are you laughing? My not working. working. <laughs> <laughs> the most common defense mechanisms are humor. No, I'm just kidding. It's denial. <laughs> Okay, so the most common defense mechanisms are denial, which is not accepting the truth of something, rationalizing um, things. Oh, I didn't even mean to do this, you guys, but things like, quote, I had a hard day. I just deserve one more glass of wine. (laughs) That was me on Friday, man. Cheers to that. Um, Repression, which is the act of purposely burying memories deep and throwing away the key. And regression. This one is where you regress back to an earlier period of life. You see this a lot with kids. So if you have two kids, one is age three, one's a newborn. The three-year-old may regress back to a time when he wasn't potty trained and starts needing diapers again whenever the baby comes around. Yes. That would would suck. Yes. Because now you're like, I got two peeing babies. I paid for pretty panties. We ain't doing that. Um, so yes, those are some of his common defense mechanisms, but does it kind of make sense why you need the foundation first before you can start saying like, ah, well, we're saving ourselves from this anxiety. These are the three factors in our brains. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Does id, ego, and superego make more sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. 100%. You could have explained that to me 11 years ago. Um, he also came up with psychotherapy. And do you know what psychotherapy is? I know someone on this pod who more than likely you has said it before, but I don't know the real definition. Okay. Um, it's basically just talk therapy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So up until the time of Freud, a lot of physicians and experts thought mental illness had a physical malady along with it. So they thought if they could shock someone's system, it would set them on the right track. Mm. Yes. Freud's time in history is... One where we can see those weird chairs that spin in circles like astronaut training, ice or hot baths, or just your good old-fashioned restraints. Freud found a lot of use in having patients talk about their problems. How strange. Okay. Wild times. Yes. And because of his interest in talk therapy and overall popularity, psychotherapy and psychoanalysis led to other contemporary fields of psychology, like psychodynamic therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. We'll go over those later. Just know there's talking involved. Um, Most psychologists today realize a lot of his theories were wacky. 
example, the Oedipus and Electra complexes, mm-hmm. which he thought is where children grow envious of the same gendered parent because they lust for their opposite gendered parent. Um, we didn't actually go through his, and we're not going to today, his theories of like child development. I can save that for later. Um, oh, yes. Yes. That's kind of what I was getting at when I said he, his theories were kind of circled around whatever his, his thoughts were at the time. Cause it's like, you seem to really hit hard on this weird sexual impulse thing as a kid. Like you good in there, bro? You good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on? What happened? Well, he also talks about, um, he grew up really poor. His mom had 11 kids. And so he talks about he didn't get enough of his mother's love as a child because she was taking care of other children. So some people have analyzed him and are like, maybe this is just your theory on life because I don't think that's everybody. Yes. Damn. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, revolutionary. A little crazy. The weird uncle at dinner. Thanks. Yeah. He took the electric complex a step further. So in the electric one not electric, the Electra one is where the girls lust for our fathers. Um, Freud said, girls start off very close to their mothers, but once they realize they don't have a penis, they start to hate their mothers for mutilating them. And then they become close to their dad. At the same time, this little girl will start a lifelong habit of imitating her mom because they fear the loss of the mother's affection. The Electra complex also is called penis envy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which in reality i bet the penis envy was just that we didn't have the rights to do stuff guys with penises had but like that's just me mm-hmm. it's women's history month y'all yeah yeah nope that's our side spin podcast <laughs> um why, why i don't, don't want to pee <laughs> <laughs> where are you peeing <laughs> um so that is going to conclude my topic on Freud today. Um, I just really want to go over those really basic principles and then kind of explain, you know, why do we talk about this crazy man? Okay. Um, so on one hand, he opened a door for an entire field of psychology, but he also had some really weird ideas. And the weird ideas in his actual personality are glossed over a lot throughout history, but not here. Um, so you'll find out some more weird ideas and his lifelong story sometime very soon. I hope I have piqued your interest. Ooh, okay. Uh, consider me peaked, girl. Yeah. Woo! Yes. It's, I think it's important not to go over, like, everything he did all at once because it's a lot of vocab. It's also, like, yeah. you're, you're, I feel, I feel like, like you said in the beginning that you're trying to showcase, like, why he is who he is slash why he did what he did. Mm-hmm. Like, Word vomit all out there, there like they do in class, class, and it's really hard to distinguish any, any difference between yeah. what's happening. It's like a long lecture hall. Yeah. It is. And also, um, part of his labeling stuff, it's important to remember he was alive in a time of like famous scientists. So that's part of why he chose neurology and psychiatry because they were newer sciences that, again, he wasn't too clumsy um, or dumb for. We'll get into it and I go through his life. His actual research tactics weren't always the best. He's kind of loose with the details. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was also trying to like brand things a lot so he could get featured in journals and become rich and then afford this marriage and life and fame that he thought he should always have had. I was like he was just fucking involved all the time. Like he was just trying to make bank. Yeah. He was just doing what he had to do. 
Was it great? No, absolutely not. Yeah, I really want to do a point counterpoint, but the points still, they lead you back. They always try and lead you back. I mean, same thing as like influencers. Like, yes. Sell me some butt cream, but like, <laughs> sorry. I meant like. That they probably haven't I even like used. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't like a tightening skin cream or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just a dude. If you don't, you don't have, have penis, penis in, then he was wrong, wrong and you were right. And if you give us anything less than a five-star review, I will say you have an electric complex. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I say you that, sir and ma'am. Ooh. You, you are not electric. But you can mm. leave that review on a iTunes podcast or Apple Podcasts. Apple Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on any of the platforms that you listen to us, especially Spotify. You can rate us there as well. Um, if you'd like to check out um, artwork or pictures for each episode, you can head over to Facebook and Instagram. Um, we do occasionally post on our TikTok, as I mentioned a couple times in this episode, Sinister underscore Sunrise underscore podcast. Um, if you like this topic and want Sarah to do some more deep dives into the world of psychology or psych- psychologists, uh, make sure you email us at sinistersunrisepodcast at gmail.com. Um, with your topic ideas and suggestions, Aaron and I are also here. We'd love to hear uh, what you guys want to hear from us. Yeah. Um, with that, I'm going to go confirm I have no complexes at this time. I'm going to go cook me some taters. Hey. Bye. Stay sinister. Bye.